Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you'll enjoy. My Lord of mercy. You have any idea what this does to my heart to hear all this coming out of these precious born-again, spirit-filled people? You know, that are full of the life of God. And I know what time it is. I'm not going to try to preach all my message today. The Word's been preached. It's been demonstrated. The presence of the Lord is... But there, everything that's been said is so perfectly and beautifully aligned. I'll just introduce this message today. But uh, my goodness, uh, wow, wow, wow. And so I start off this morning, and we'll, I'll take about 10 minutes and just introduce this, and then next week we'll really get into the meat of this, and you don't want to miss it. I'm telling you, this is amazing stuff that God is releasing and calling us to right now, but I want to challenge you today. Anybody ready to be challenged? Come on, say, I'm ready to be challenged. Come on. I challenge you today to be a lifelong learner. Now, this is not even a, doesn't even necessarily have to be a spiritual concept. You can study just from the natural perspective, medically. People who stop learning, who stop reading, who stop uh, researching, they get old too fast, they get out of it too fast, their health begins to deteriorate. We need to stay lifelong learners. Say, everybody, say with me I am a lifelong learner. But I want to challenge you something else. I want you to be a lifelong visionary. Declare it with me today. I am a lifelong visionary. Boy, I want you to decree this with me. God has not given me a spirit of fear. Fear, you will not Dominate my life. Hallelujah. And you know, real faith feels delusional to people who are living in fear. Let that soak in just a minute. Real faith can feel delusional to people who are living in fear. It can seem ridiculous. But here's the verse, and I'm just going to introduce this. Proverbs 29, 18, you know this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. And the the Passion Translation says it this way. Where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. The Hebrew word for vision is hazan. And it refers to a prophetic vision from God Himself. And so here's what I want to stir up and begin to stir in you today and then next week we'll really get deep into this. Because I've got some things to release that I I don't believe I've ever seen before and I don't believe you might have either. Whenever God wants to do something good in your life, He begins by giving you a vision for it. Giving you a vision for it. Filling your heart, watch this, with faith pictures for your future. It can be a vision for your family, for your career, for
for your ministry, for your church, for your health, for your marriage, for your nation. But I want to say this. It is not for lack of money or lack of connections that people perish. People perish for lack of prophetic vision from the Lord. There's nothing burning and glowing on the inside of them. There's no, there's no fire there. We all got to have something we hope for and something we long for. Visions aren't just for the corporate body. They are to be personal. And you know, I know some of you have had setbacks. We've had some losses. But I'm going to tell you what, we're going to keep our eyes forward. And I'm going to jump forward and here is what I want to say to you today. Jesus was a visionary. But he was a visionary for those who were going to come after him as well. He made, a, he made a, a statement that if you just look at it and you're used to hearing it and you don't think much about it, you, you'll, you'll miss it. But here's what he said in, in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 12. He said this, Most assuredly, I say to you, and I'm moving forward, guys, tech guys, just, you'll have to just go with me. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, the works that I do, he will do also. Now that's awesome, isn't it? But he didn't stop there. And greater works. God's a visionary God. I mean, think about that. What a wow statement. They had seen Jesus do all kinds of things, but he looks at them and says, guys, listen, what I've done, you're going to do and greater. I want you to say with me this morning, God's ways are always greater. God's plans are always greater. Listen, God is calling us to greater vision. He wants us to explore His greatness at every age and every season of our lives. I stood in awe of His presence in this house this morning, in worship. I stood in awe of these words that were given. God wants to demonstrate His greatness to us. He wants to encourage us to not even settle in our victories, but to continue to show us His vision for our lives, what His perfect plan is for us. And I want you to say this with me right now. And then we're going to wrap this up for today because I can't, I can't do it justice. I want you to say with me, Lord, Lord take me where you want to take me. Let's do it again. Say, Lord, Lord take, me take me where you want to take me. Now remember how he's going to do it. He's going to plant a vision in your heart. Now I'm going to get real practical as I close this out for this morning. And then next week I'm going to give you the meat of all this. Amen. Thank you. Drew said she'd be back. God will plant a vision on the inside of you. And, and next week, I want to talk some about imagination. Imagination is so important. Huge. Oh, I want to say so much. See, your heart has eyes. Your heart has ears. And your heart has thoughts. Imagination. He plants it in our imagination. 
And I, now I'm going to use a couple of examples in here and I'm not prophesying over you. So when I call your name, don't say, oh, Brother Scotty, don't do that. I'm just using you as an example because I know you and I want to use some examples about vision. Because see, we've got to be visionaries. We can't lose the vision for our lives. God does that by planting seeds on the inside of you in your imagination and then he will tap you on the shoulder. Tap yourself on the shoulder. God will tap you. There are times he'll tap you on the shoulder. And say, I've got a plan for you. I've got a vision for you. Now, again, I'm just using these examples because I know them. Let's take Lynn Kilgore, for example. <laughs> Lynn's looking at me going, uh-oh. <laughs> Lynn's a lifelong educator. I don't know how many more years she wants to work before she retires. <laughs> Three years. Okay, there you go. <laughs> she got that. Nailed it. No doubt. But what if, come on now, I'm about to get real practical. Because vision is practical. It's spiritual, it's beautiful, it's practical. What if after she retires, as a lifelong educator, as someone who has raised a, a godly family that are, the anointing of God is, is all over. She and Robert. What if after that? And she's probably got plans. I don't know. She may want to go to the beach and kick back for a while. But what if after that? And again, I'm not prophesying it, Lynn. I'm just using you as an example. God taps her on the, on the shoulder and says, I want you to run for the school board. We need born-again, spirit-filled, godly people in the school board. We need born-again. What if? What if Drew got to the point in his life and suddenly he began to feel that tap on the shoulder? And God began to tell him, I want you to run for the city council. Oh, shoot, let's just take it a whole other level. How about mayor? We need godly people that God can tap on the shoulder and say, I want you to walk into the places of those mountains of influence that Lance Walnow talks about all the time, those mountains of government, those mountains of education, those mountains of uh, 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 entertainment, those mountains of art. What about all those places? What if God begins to raise up godly people who he taps on the shoulder and begins to plant in their heart and in their imagination the next season of their lives and what he's got for them. How about we respond and say, yes, Lord, whether it's the mission field or whether it's the neighbor next door or whether it's intercession, I want you to know God has a vision for your life. He has plans. He has purposes. And he is calling out in this day and in this hour what Charles said. I am not finished with you. I have a vision for your life. Yeah. Woo, Lord Jesus. And let me tell you, he begins to paint pictures. Now, I have a vivid imagination. Some of y'all are thinking, I just don't have any imagination. Oh, yeah, you do. You can't function in life if you don't have it. Part of remembrance is your imagination. If I say to you right now, 
I want you to imagine driving home after this service is over. And you begin to do it. You imagine where you turn. You imagine where you go. You imagine where your house is. You imagine going into that. Boy, there's so much I'm watching. Can y'all take some more of this next week? God said so much already today, but I'm going to tell you, listen. Found something interesting in Isaiah 26.3. How many of you know Isaiah 26.3? Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Guess what the word for mind is? Imagination. It's translated four other times in the Old Testament as imagination. Thou will keep him or her in perfect peace whose imagination is stayed on thee. We open that treasure chest. In my imagination, I'm opening that treasure chest. In my imagination, I'm going after that call of God. In my imagination, I see myself sitting on the city council. In my imagination, I see myself on that school board. In my imagination, I see myself in the arts and in the entertainment. In my imagination, I see myself influencing generations, not with what is going on now, but what the kingdom of God is all about. I see myself. Why? Because I have a purpose. I have God has a plan for my life. And because there is a vision that God has for me that is leading me forward and it is energizing me. It is rejuvenating me. It is causing me to realize and know that I am forever young. Oh, y'all didn't get it. I said, come on, how many young people are in here? Yeah, you've got a vision that keeps you young. It'll keep you energized. It'll keep you focused. But folks, I'm going to tell you, listen, Brother Scotty, why are you getting into all this? I'll tell you why. We've sat around and we've let ungodly, heathen, unrighteous people occupy office and then we complain when they do. Well, then let's take it back. Bless God, let's take it back. We had somebody run for city council uh, in here and I... I, you know, I, I wasn't in their district, but if I was, I would have voted for Fred. He didn't make it. He did real good, but he didn't make it. Folks, we've got to get involved. And that's not, that's not really the whole subject of, of what I'm talking about today, but I'm telling you, God is asking us to realize and know that he's got a vision for us. It's his vision. And whatever his vision has for us is greater than anything you and I could ever dream up. And we're asking God to tap us on the shoulder and recognize and know that as we keep our mind and our imagination stayed on him, our imagination is how we think, how we meditate, how we understand, how we remember things. We take that word of God that he gives us, whether it's a, a word from his word or whether it is a prophetic word or whether it is a word that comes up by his spirit, via his spirit. But here is what I am telling you today. There is a vision, not only for this house, there is a vision for your life. I'm telling you, God's called you to certain places. We're not all called to the same place. I'm not going to reach some people you're going to reach. I'm not going to touch some places you're going to touch. As many of you know, and I, I'm not going to get into all the details of it, we've been believing to build a house for two and a half years now. Is that right? that time right? Two and a half years. Somebody says, well, is it, is it there yet? No, but we've seen it. 
We've already seen it. We sit there and look at it pretty much in prayer time every day. Ask somebody, can you see it? Yes, can you see it? You got to see it, brother and sister. You got to see it. You got to see this thing changing. Boy, there is so much I want to say. And I'll get to it next week. Glory to God. But it's so beautiful in what all these testimonies said today. God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose for your life. And God has a vision for your life. And I want you to be passionate about it. I want you to be stirred about it. I want you to embrace it. I want you to see it. And I'm going to say this and shut up. God has a vision for this nation. He's got a vision for this nation. And it's a vision of righteousness. But we got to get involved. We got to let his his vision for our lives, whether it's in the community or it's in the business world. But I'm just, I'm just telling you, I'm trying to stir you today. And again, I'm just getting started. Next week, I want to get into this because, listen, oh my God, I can't wait to show you this. Coach, it's one of our favorite verses, that, that verse in, in, in Genesis chapter 11 about unity. But there's also a teaching, there's also something very powerful there about imagination as well. And the power of imagination, God imagination. But I can't wait to also show you a tie together of this of how important it is for us to make decrees that come from the heart of the Father and from the Word. And how the timing of that what causes the timing of that to happen? Now, just being honest, for me, everything I'm praying for and believing for, my timing would have been yesterday. But that's not always the way God does it. I'm going to show you some more about that. We've talked about that. But I'm here, listen, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm hoping to stir you up today to realize that God has more for you. In fact, I just want to prophetically release over you right now. And I want you to say it with me. In Jesus' name. name. Come on, say it. In Jesus' name. name. I will not dry up up. and wither away. away. Come on. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. God has a vision for our life. He wants us to be lifelong learners and lifelong visionaries. And I'm wondering if anybody in this house will say yes. Say yes to what he's got for you. Praise God. Amen. All right, let's stand up. Praise the Lord. I did good, didn't I? (laughs) Like I said, I'm just introducing it today, and I can't wait to bring you the... The, the full meat of this message. Father, thank you for your precious people today. I know we've already given invitations. But you know, let me just pray over you right now. If some of you feel like, you know what, well, because of my age or because of my lack of education or maybe because I don't have any money or maybe I feel like this is missing or that's missing, the, I, I just feel like I'm battling. 
keeping a vision for my life. Brother Scotty, pray for me. I want the vision that God has for me to be stirred up. Would you just lift your hand and say, pray for me. I want to, yeah, look at these hands. Oh my goodness, keep them up. My God, Jesus. Lord, your people, I knew it. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. I believe and I just prophesied. Next week is gonna be a week of empowerment that the vision that God has for your life is going to, I see you like a rocket. You're sitting on the launch pad and suddenly, you blast off. So Lord, we open ourselves to the fresh vision and revelation that you have for us, the fresh calling. Oh, the calling that you've got for us. In the name of Jesus, those in the balcony, those who are seated all around, in in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you, we praise you, we bless you, and we honor you. And I say, Father, in Jesus' name, we will not be those who perish because we have a vision from God. Our hearts are on fire. And I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, that, Lord, you are imparting to us via the anointing of the Holy Spirit, via that glory that Janet saw, via the words that have been spoken. In Jesus' mighty name, you are imparting to us a fresh vision for whatever season of life we are in. (laughs) Woo! My God, it's good. I want you to know something. Heaven's excited right now. Heaven's excited about what is being birthed in us, for us, through us, and among us. And I just, I just declare and I just decree in Jesus' name for us in this house and for those watching, for those that are experiencing a fresh new energizing, the best is yet to come because the hand of God is not finished. And I prophesy to the United States of America and I decree by faith, the best is yet to come. Lord, I want to talk about decrees so bad right now. I'm hurting. I want to talk about it so bad. That's all right. Next week will be good. Y'all please come back. Will y'all come back next week? Say yes. God, I got something I got to show you. You know what, Teddy? The word will not return void. Miss Gail, the word won't return void. When we decree the Word of God, it will not return. Woo! Hallelujah. I know some of you are looking at me, what is wrong with that guy? I'm telling you, I've got a vision. Coach, we've got a vision. We've got a dream. I've got a dream. And we're going to see it come to pass. And I'm going to tell you something. The dirty, stinking devil is a liar. You're going to see it come to pass in your life. I said you're going to see it come to pass in your life. And it's, mm, glory to God. Well, hallelujah. Would you just give God praise? Amen. We love y'all. Anthony and Cindy, our prayers are with you. Naomi and David, our prayers are with you. God bless you guys. Have a great week. We love you. God is good. Amen. Thanks again for listening to our audio podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at life-church.org. 